0: The following program is pre-recorded. Better in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help. And on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker, June Hunt. June, sometimes people find that they are just consumed with fear. And uh, it may even seem like an irrational fear, but, well, it's still there. And uh, it can even be just crushing. And people say... You know, I feel Mm. like I'm going to die with this fear that I have. How how do we counter that?
1: Well, obviously, there could be someone who has a very serious illness. But if it's not that, um, in fact, um, we've had calls about this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, I've had a number of panic attacks, thought I was going to die. How can I overcome this irrational fear of death? We put this actually in our our keys on fear. And I think it's vital to realize, uh, according to the Bible, uh, uh, well, Jesus broke the power of death by his own death and resurrection. And he can set us free from this Fear of physical death, because the Bible says, this is hebrews two uh, verse fourteen and fifteen because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the son also became flesh and blood. for only as a human being could die could he die, uh, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil mm. who had The power of death. Only in this way could He be set free, could He set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to fear the fear of dying. So the point here is Jesus promises that those who believe in Him will have eternal life. And I'm talking about if they've humbled their hearts and received Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, giving Him control of their lives then uh, we have eternal life even though they physically die there's a there's a huge difference between and you know this jeff Hmm. between physical death versus spiritual death we are told well it was jesus who said i am the resurrection and the life anyone who believes in me believe means to entrust your life to him to uh, give him control of your life Uh, anyone uh, who or everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never ever die meaning we have spiritual life so you can experience peace i'm talking about lasting peace when you realize that you have absolutely no control over the moment of your death. But God does. He knows exactly my last breath. And I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. Because it's very clear. Uh, The Bible says, You saw my unformed body. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment that was laid out before a single day had passed now that's quite amazing um, that he already knows our last day before we were born, so I think if we were to say uh and and basically you face this as a fact that our Time is in his hands. Our last day is in his hands. So you face the fact of your death head on, saying to the Lord, Jesus, I trust you with your perfect plan for my life, for my life and my death. I yield my will to your will. Thank you for giving me your perfect peace. And I think it's... Uh, very helpful uh, to realize not only there's is that passage in Psalm one hundred thirty nine verse sixteen. Uh, your, you know, um, your your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days uh, were of uh, my life were uh, were planned were set according to His book. Uh, before one of our days ever passed. So there's another very important scripture. Um, Job 14.5, It's I could consider it a parallel passage. Um, our days are determined. You, and that's the Lord, have decreed the number of his months and have set the limits he cannot exceed. So... The issue is, God knows my last day. When I had been um, uh, diagnosed with cancer, I was surprised. I didn't expect it. And I thought, oh, but God already knows my last day. All the days ordained for me were written in his book before one of them came to be. And I remember sitting on the examining table and knowing that Job 14.5 was there. Our days are determined. You, Lord, have decreed the number of his months and have set the limits he cannot exceed. So I just remember thinking, Lord, I just want to maximize my time for as long as, as I live and I'm content to be in heaven whenever you choose. That was, by the way, 22 years ago.
2: Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life, June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917-917. We'll protect your privacy, and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817.
3: We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians one you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org. pray When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray. That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray. And thank you for partnering with us in prayer.
0: You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and that we'll get. To our caller in just a moment. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE. That's anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 central time. They'd like to hear from you and maybe see what struggles you'd have, what uh, of our materials would be helpful for you. They'd uh, like to get that into your hands as quickly as possible. So they'll help order that and get that in the mail, or maybe they can point you to a free resource on our website. Just talk to them and see what might be best, and uh, they'll be happy to help you. I want to recommend one of our Keys for Living, as June was talking, about the topic of fear a moment ago, the uh, keys for living on fear called No Longer Afraid. And customer support can help you with that. If you'd like to order that by name, again, Fear no longer afraid now if there 's something going on in your life you 'd like to talk with June about on a future broadcast of Hope in the night. We welcome your call at eight hundred night seventeen that 's eight hundred n i g h t one seven when you call, just leave a message for us and we 'll get right back to schedule you for an upcoming hope in the night we 'd like to see what questions you have and how we can help you the best so uh, we 'd like to uh, welcome you to uh, an upcoming program of Hope in the Night. We do have availability coming up in the next few few days, so please uh, call us, and we'd like to make you a part of that. The number, again, 800 917 seventeen eight hundred six four 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 eight one seven. 4817 Well, we want to uh, get to our caller for tonight. This evening, we welcome Kathy.
1: Hi, Kathy. Welcome to Hope. Thank
4: you. Thank you.
1: Well, how can we
0: help you?
4: Um i I listen to you quite often on the radio uh I have a problem with nightmares and panic when i wake up i'm I'm in a panic state, and this has been going on for two or three years. I have been to every doctor I know, and they can't find anything seriously wrong with me or why I should be doing this. Uh, I turned 80 <laughs> in uh-huh. May. Okay. Uh, and uh and I just now heard you talking about fear of death. Uh yes. that's one of the things uh that I need to talk about, I think.
1: Okay. Uh, are are you specifically having challenges with the fear of death or is it also Fear of other things?
4: Well, no, just the fear of death is the main thing. Uh, I have had a lot of trauma in my life. Uh, I was a preacher's kid uh, in a small town where everybody was kin to everybody else. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I came in, we moved there, I was in the sixth grade. And from the sixth grade on up through high school, I was bullied. Uh, oh. I wasn't accepted. I was rejected. Uh, nobody would sit by me or anything like that. And uh, before that, when I was six years old, uh, I'm old enough to be. Do you remember the polio epidemic we had in the 1950s?
1: Okay. I'm familiar with it. Yes.
4: Okay. I was involved in that. I played with a girl that got the polio, and my dad was in the uh, seminary studying to be a pastor. Uh And they
2: wanted
4: me to get, they wanted to get me out of there because I had been exposed. Uh, So they put me on the train when I was six years old by myself. And I did see her in the iron uh, thing that makes you breathe, because that was the problem, the iron lung. And I I rode 500 miles on that train by myself, in a cubicle by myself. Nobody else was in there. And when I got to these people's house, I had the measles, but I thought I had polio, and that I Mm -hmm. was probably going to die (laughs)
1: <laughs> because your uh, friend had polio, is that right? She uh-huh. also okay.
4: Uh, and uh, and they, I can understand they wanted to get me out of there so I wouldn't be exposed. But that was kind of a trauma for me at six years old.
1: Wow, that's early. And yeah. so, pff, tell me when you think of other. Times of trauma, um, and by the way, I'm so sorry you were bullied, you said from yes. s- grade six on. Yes. For, h- uh, for how long did that last?
4: Till I graduated from high school, and maybe mm. sometime uh, after that I've been experiencing, because I experienced that bullying, uh, I'm very sensitive to people when they reject me or whatever. Um, And and, um, uh, that's part of the problem. And then when COVID started up, uh, that was just like the polio thing. Uh, And so, you know, it's been uh, uh, kind of a problem for me. Hmm. And I am a Christian. I became a Christian very early in life. And I wouldn't have gone through the bullying without God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know he was with me, but I could never feel him during that time. I don't I didn't have a sense that he was. And so I feel kinda, you know, abandoned by him during that time. Uh um but I uh like I said, I am a Christian and I I know that he's always with us. He never leaves us.
1: Mhm. I'm so sorry. Um Things that happen in childhood can have a profound effect, um, sometimes a lifelong effect, and that's why it's so good to talk about it and to put it on the table because there can be, can be cruel things that were done. When you say that you were bullied, would you describe what actually happened? bullied by kids.
4: Yeah, I call it bullied. Uh, No one would sit by me. Uh, In the dining hall when I'd get my meal and take it over and sit down by one of my uh, 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 people that was in my class, they wouldn't get up and move. Uh, Even Mm -hmm. when I went to church and walked in and went over and sat by one of them, Uh, They would get up and move. Uh, I was in the band and we went on band trips and I had to sit in the uh, bus by myself. Nobody would sit with me. Uh, We marched for fairs and when we went to fairs I had to go by myself. Nobody would go with me. Uh, So I was, you know, uh, pretty well alone most of that time.
1: Did you feel shunned?
4: Yes, very.
1: Okay, logically, what did you think, when you look back, what do you think was going on?
4: I don't know. I think there was something wrong with me. Uh, And I do that often when there is something that comes up I think well what did I do you know uh, I still do that uh, because I thought well what's wrong with me what did I do
1: well sweetheart I hate to say this but uh, you don't have to do something to be shunned Um, there can be cruel people uh, rejecting people and it's wrong um, I, uh, I i at one time felt that way but it had to do with my my father having three families at the same time and uh, i uh, it, we were the third family and so that didn't help Meaning, um, I know, I know about rejection, and it hurts. It hurts deeply, doesn't it? Yes, it does. So it's not about what you did. Now it could be what someone else did. Also, there can be cruel people. They target bullying focuses on someone who is targeting another person, and they can uh, spread rumors. They can, and sometimes there can be facts that uh, that were not of your making, but it's easy for kids to personalize it. All the more, well, even when you look at the life of Jesus, there's very yes. clear mm-hmm. s- statements that he was despised and rejected by men. Uh, a man of sorrows yes. and very familiar with suffering. The point is, it wasn't Jesus' fault, but there were those who rejected him um uh, and I'm thinking of the religious leaders of the day. Um, they resented his his role, and um, you know they they did not accept him as Lord and Savior. Of course, Jesus knew the truth, and that's where truth is vital for you. Truth. Today is vital by virtue of, you, you've said you've experienced nightmares and panic. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be uh, very specific here. Was there ever any unwanted touching of you? I'm talking about sexual abuse. And it's not that that's what you wanted. It's not that you initiated it. But was there unwanted touching in areas covered by your bathing suit?
4: Um, not that I know of. Not that I know of at all. Uh, okay. But my my uh, my father was not very, um, he didn't, encouraged me. He didn't love me. Uh, he didn't tell me he loved me or, or anything like that. Uh, and I don't, I don't remember anything like that. But uh, just about two or three years ago, I found out after he died that he had had an affair. And he was the pastor of the church, and they had to put him out. And I didn't know anything about it. My family didn't tell me. And so I had no closure. So that oh. comes in with the death, too.
1: So let me understand. How, how old were you when he was having this affair? Uh,
4: I was already married. Uh, I was probably about 30 or 35. Mm-hmm. And I thought that she was a member of a family, and I accepted her as that. Mm-hmm. And then when I found out, I was completely, absolutely disappointed. Uh, of course. I didn't know whether my, you know, it does say in the Bible about adultery.
5: Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you? That He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as His precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org.
0: If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, we want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We are a ministry of hope for the heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. And we thank you for your continued support and uh, prayers for this ministry. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 of what we call Keys for Living that will help you to address your situation. Keys for Living provide biblical hope and practical help on a variety of topics such as stress, anxiety, fear, abuse, marriage, parenting, so many other uh, topics, and uh, we want to help you with whatever you might be struggling with. So just call our customer support team. They're at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And I want to recommend one of our keys for living as we've uh, talked about the topic of rejection, and uh, that uh, the keys for living there are called Rejection and Abandonment, Healing the Wounded Heart. And that and so many other resources are available as you call customer support at 800-488-HOPE. Now, if you'd like to look at the website, find a full listing of our resources there. It's all at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Let's return to tonight's conversation now with Kathy.
1: Well, my friend, I I know that this has been prevalent. This fear has been prevalent throughout your life. Um, what I'm hearing is there were things early on that you had no control over, but it was how you were treated, uh, being bullied, age of a grade 6 through 12, Um, and um, obviously this polio epidemic, and what I'm hearing is that impacted you early on, as a child. Yes. Is that correct? That's correct. And did you did you fear uh, did you fear death at that time, or was it just fear of getting polio?
4: It was a fear of both. Uh, I knew okay. that that's um, uh, it was a. a, a you know, a bad disease that you get and you didn't come out of it and I saw my friend in the iron lung before Mm -hmm. I left and then I didn't see my parents for two months and then when they came and got me, we went to my granddad's funeral uh, and I saw a guy there as an usher and he had a big ward on his nose and he didn't uh, my parents didn't uh, tell me anything about funerals. I didn't know too much about them. So I as a little girl thought that that was the devil. Oh. And and it scared me. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I had, you know, I went to that funeral after being uh, put on a train uh, knowing that I was trying to escape from polio. Uh,
1: okay. Well, Let's be practical in this way. You know that fear is an emotion. Yes. Um, now, worry, for example, worry is not an emotion. Worry is a mental condition of obsessing over something in particular. Mm-hmm. It's it's a thought process. Uh-huh. Fear is a strong emotional reaction to a perceived imminent danger. Mm -hmm. And fear can be real or imagined. It can be rational or irrational. It can be normal or abnormal. Um, But fear acts as a, I'm going to use the term, a protective reaction placed in us by our Creator, our God, to activate all of our, um, it, it's a physical defense system, mm-hmm. a physical defense system when we are in real danger. Um, in other words, fear triggers the release of adrenaline in the body, which prepares us for fight or flight. Um, Fear releases this adrenaline, um, and that can propel us to action. And if you were being attacked by a stranger, and uh, let's say somebody comes from around a bush or run, you know uh, hiding, you would be stronger because of the Adrenaline that comes into your body, and it will propel you uh, and prepare you to be stronger, if you will, uh, more powerful than than a, a just a normal time of day. So, fear is a natural emotion designed by God. But fearfulness is not designed by god to to live in a state of fear uh, okay. fe- Fearfulness suggests, if you will, living in a state of fear and um, to to be very candid, I remember years ago um, there was a woman whose li- little boy uh was trapped under a car the by the at by the wheel of a car and she from the front ran picked up the front of the car and someone scooped the uh, little boy out the police uh, were called the uh, the paramedics um they filmed her. They wanted to see her do this act the next day. The film crew from the television station mm-hmm. and they had the car the uh, the cameras on her and they said, "Would you lift the front of that car again?" Well, she could lift only as far as the springs at the front of the car would allow, but she couldn't perform the act because mm. She didn't have the adrenaline in her body to cause her and prepare, I guess, propel her to lift that, that front of the car. Now, my point is God made us with the capacity of fear for us to do the fight or flight response. Does that make sense?
4: Yes, it does. I think I've been in a position to do that. I uh, saved my little sister from a car wreck. I grabbed her and oh. opened the after the wreck. I grabbed her and opened the door and got out, and they couldn't open the door later oh. on.
1: Interesting.
4: So, yeah, I know what you're talking it, it, about.
1: It it it's an excessive or an immense amount of adrenaline that. Yes. Can cause us to be stronger at the at the time. Yes. Now, I think um, what what we can know is this: what we dwell on matters. Uh, what I'm now. Wait a minute. You also said you said nightmares, and did you say panic or is it panic attacks?
4: Uh, when I wake up. I have to relax. Uh, I am all tensed and tight, and I breathe real hard and fast. So I don't know whether that's an attack or, or just panicking. Well, a panic
1: attack um, panic attacks are sudden, brief episodes of intense fear with multiple physical symptoms like heart palpitation uh, it can that can lead to dizziness or lightheadedness but it's without any precipitating external threat it's not like somebody's holding a gun toward you it's it's not it's uh, these panic attacks are unexpected kind of out of out of the blue experiences and um uh, Typically, the first time they occur for would be when people are usually involved in just normal activities. It could be shopping. It could be walking outdoors. But there's a sudden barrage of frightening sensations, and usually what you have is rapid breathing, and with the rapid breathing, you get lightheadedness, um, and there is something for you to do um, that I think you will find uh helpful because a panic attack can be considered just fear out of control. Mm-hmm. Now
4: uh uh-huh. now this, this only happens at night, I might tell you. And I have I it's it's like when I went through middle life uh, and um uh, you have the hot flashes, yes,, uh, and it's like that, and it mostly during the night, almost every night, but sometimes during the day, and I can still you know be normal and do the things I need to do uh during the day, but most of the time it's at night after I've gone to sleep,
1: and I wake up do you Do you think at times then? You will have this hyperventilation where you're breathing fast
4: now would you say that again
1: please well, okay, let me ask when you first begin uh, you you is, i know this happens at night, is there like shallow, rapid breathing?
4: Yes, Which, when I wake up, okay. And it's well, usually about the same time every morning, about five o'clock.
1: Okay. Well, typically, what's happening is they, there's an on, You're describing an onset of like hyperventilation, and the, what's going on is if you're breathing shallow, um, if your breathing is shallow. Meaning, if it's not deep breathing, um, but rapid breathing, this state reduces insufficient uh, carbon dioxide in your blood. Uh huh. Not not carbon monoxide. There's a big yes, difference. That, that, I know uh, the difference. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so that in turn produces classic symptoms of a panic attack. In other words, lightheadedness. It could be uh, sometimes numbness or tingling of the extremities um, or heart palpitations, shortness of breath, uh, or, or it could be tightness in the throat. And so this onset of rapid breathing is a warning signal for you and we're going to talk about what you can do although hyperventilation can resemble um, something that's uh, it could be like a heart attack many people feel I I, I feel a sense of doom I I don't know if I'm having a heart attack but most isolated incidences occur um, because there is shallow breathing so I'm going to suggest something when uh, we'll see if this works
6: no matter what you're facing there's hope sometimes it's hard to believe that when we face challenges at home work in our family or maybe a private struggle it can be hard to see what God is doing the good news is you're not alone If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at one 800 seventeen to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at one 800 seventeen. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life.
7: Class Hope Together Conference is returning to Allen, Texas this October with leading experts and over 50 ministry training sessions, including crisis and trauma response, lay counseling, marriage and family, mental and emotional health, life coaching, and leadership. Hear from dynamic speakers featuring Nick Voyagech, Taya Kyle, Gary Wilkerson, James Ward, General Bob Dees, Steve Arterburn, Dr. Joshua Straub, Dr. Eric Scalise, and our very own June Hunt. Join a genuine supportive community of like-minded friends and leaders who have answered the call and discover our growing network with year-round support for your ministry needs. Register now at HopeTogether.com. That's HopeTogether.com. And don't miss the life-changing experience of the Hope Together Conference.
0: Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and uh, we want to help you and we want to help you help others. If you have questions or concerns about any of the topics on the program tonight, call our customer support team at 800. 488-HOPE. And they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help you access whatever resources would be most helpful for you. If there's something that's piqued your interest here, we'd like to help you to understand uh, that issue better. And that may be something you're going on in your life or maybe the life of someone you care about. And you'd like to be able to be informed there. Just uh, talk to customer support. And uh, want to recommend our keys for living on fear called No Longer Afraid. Customer support can help you with that, or whatever resource might be best for you. You can email them also at customer support at hopefortheheart.org, customer support at hopefortheheart.org, and that number again eight hundred four eight eight hope. Make sure you get in touch, and uh, they'll be able to help you. So let's return now to our conversation tonight with Kathy.
1: Well, my friend, I'm going to describe to you uh, something I did years ago, and it had to do uh, with um, really having talked with a friend of mine I was in college with, and she, uh, I saw her in Houston, Texas. Her husband worked at NASA in. uh, Houston and she was a librarian and she told me she came to hear me speak and she said and we talked afterwards and I said she said are you aware that I uh, have had agoraphobia and I didn't know what that was that was many years ago I said what what is agoraphobia and she said if I try to walk out of my home I can't, and by the way, this was the President of our sorority. She was a lovely logical person. I mean it just seemed inconceivable that she said for three years I was homebound. But the point is um, she would begin to hyperventilate, and she described what what had happened. When um, she would literally try to go outside, and this just was not natural for my that I knew from uh, about my friend. Now, I listened to her, and then I thought, "Hmm, I want to try something." Um, She told me that she was given some statements, some uh, affirmations. Uh, statements of affirmation and I thought so I, I devised something called the Psalm 23 strategy and I have an idea you know what the 23rd Psalm says yes I do the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want well I want you to consider... I'm going to send you our keys. They're called Keys for Living on the topic of fear. And in that, we have definitions, characteristics, causes, and solutions. Under the solutions, there's the 23rd Psalm strategy. And you can use whatever version of the Bible you wish. But... um, If you think about the Lord is my shepherd, now what we're going to do is repeat that. You're going to say, The Lord is my shepherd. Say it again. You'll be saying, The Lord is my shepherd. In other words, you'll emphasize a different word each time. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And the Lord is my shepherd. You're emphasizing each time a different word. Okay. But in, bet- in between, sweetheart, I want you to take a very deep breath. It's like you're deep. Well, it will be a, a deep, deep, deep breath, you know, prefer- um, preferably breathing through your nose and then the Lord is my shepherd. And then breathe as deeply as you can for the next word that you're going to emphasize, which is Lord. So it's deep breath. The Lord is my shepherd. Okay. I want us to do that. Can we do that together? Sure. Okay. Now we're going to start, this is just the first verse. And and imagine a pastoral scene. Imagine the Lord Jesus right there with you because he is the shepherd of our souls. He's the good shepherd. The Bible talks about that. Now this is Psalm 23, but you're going to five times say, That phrase, the Lord is my shepherd, emphasizing a different word each time. But it's the deep breathing in between, which is going to be very important. So are you ready? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Let's breathe very deeply. Mm -hmm. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord Mm -hmm.
4: is my shepherd.
1: Okay. Deep breath the lord is my shepherd
4: the lord is my shepherd
1: excellent deep 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 breath Uh the lord is my shepherd
4: the lord is my shepherd
1: good keep going The Lord is my shepherd.
4: The Lord is my shepherd.
1: Excellent, excellent. Now our last word, breathe very deeply. The Lord is my shepherd.
4: The Lord is my shepherd.
1: Excellent. You see, the reason we're doing this is we're focusing on who He is. He is the Prince of Peace. Is that not true? Yes. Okay. And so you can go to the next verse by just saying, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. And then if you're using your translation of the Bible he restores my soul, right? Right. Okay. So then you could say, My shepherd restores my soul. And do the same thing. Let's okay. just do that. You just do it like we'll do it together, okay? okay. Deep breath. Okay. My shepherd restores my soul.
4: My soul.
1: Okay. Keep going. And you're going to emphasize shepherd this next time.
4: My shepherd restores
1: my soul. Okay. Deep, deep, deep breath. Okay. Okay. Now, my
4: shepherd restores
1: restores my my soul. soul. Excellent. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: Keep going.
4: My shepherd restores my soul.
1: Perfect, perfect. Last time.
4: Uh-huh. My shepherd restores my soul.
1: Soul. Excellent. You got it. And, you know, you can take that and use that because what that is doing, first of all, it makes you work to think. You're, you're having to think, aren't you? Which word are you going to... So, So, it's moving to something very specific. Instead of panic, you're going to replace your panic for peace. Because he is the Prince of Peace. And if you do this with this passage by virtue of the deep deep breathing and and it's because instead of that light shallow breathing you are having the the needed carbon dioxide in your in your whole physical body uh, uh-huh. does that make sense yes and so you can write it out on a card if you wish uh, on a piece of paper, so that, because you're saying that you get this at, at nighttime especially, and it sounds like sometimes in the morning, right?
4: Uh-huh. Well, um, I can be sitting in church, and it, uh, you know, it hits me, but I don't hyperventilate there. I don't know what the mm-hmm. difference is, but... Um, uh, it happens sometimes during the day but most of the time at night.
1: Okay. Then whenever you realize this is happening, you're you're needing to have that deep breath. And you know, uh-huh. we even have a a prayer uh at the end of this exercise. Dear God, I thank you that you are my shepherd. And you can say this and take a deep breath in between the sentences. You guide me. You protect me. You give me your peace. Deep breath. You're the one who restores my soul. You know my weaknesses and the times when I've caved into fear. Now in my weakness... I will choose to rely on your strength because you are my shepherd. I'm choosing to rely on your power to move me from fear to faith. As I turn my fear over to you, I pray you will use it for my, for my life to remind me of my continual need for you in your holy name I pray amen so what um, do you think about doing this
4: I think that would be fine I will try it and, uh, and see if that helps I'm sure
5: it will though
1: yes well physiologically that's what you need And so what we're doing is taking the Word of God, applying it to your life, and and realize if you focus on your fear, your panic will increase. If you focus on your shepherd, your heart will be at peace. I'm going to repeat that. you focus on your fear, your panic will increase. But if you focus on your shepherd, your heart will be at peace. So we'll send you what you could do. Now you can modify anything. You can take other scriptures that you think would be good like this and do the same thing. Just the deep breathing in between. Be
0: We will be sending our keys for living on the topic of fear called No Longer Afraid. We'll send that out to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash give hope. And we thank you for that. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at HopeForTheHeart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.